0: Welcome to Splinters. This is Gary Rogowski. Today's chat is called Rock Climbing and the Online Mastery Program. So I'm trying to pull these two ideas together. Let me tell you a story first about rock climbing. Now Rooster Rock is a well-known location in the Columbia River Gorge and it's easily spotted as you're driving out the, uh, the river The gorge is just starting to narrow. It's not a gigantic landmark. It's a couple hundred feet tall or so. It's called the Basalt Obelisk, by those in the geologic know. It's more of a large stone, set or left by Mother Nature in the path of the river flood like a tall and gaudy gemstone in a pinky ring. It beckons some to the majesty of the river gorge and heckles others. I wriggle myself into the latter category Let me tell you why. Let me also be clear, I don't flip off the rock every time I drive by it to mimic its rigid posture. No, that would be immature, puerile, stupid. I am only one of those things. Most of the time, I drive by it in perfect composure and nod my respect to the rock that bested me and my friend Wheaton. We tried to mount this rock when we first began to teach ourselves rock climbing. It was a gray fall day. And the rain had just started to lick at the rocks. We hiked out to the rock and started to plan our ascent. We stared at what we thought was the preferred route and didn't wonder too much about getting up. You go from there to there, pitons are hammered into the rock, that would help us there. We'd go along this one stretch. But how would we get down? No eyes in the bottom of my shoes. We would be free climbing this pitch, rope to each other. And that's when another pair of climbers showed up. They came from somewhere out in eastern Oregon, some army base. And they showed up with helmets and ropes, plural, climbing shoes, chalk, gear, incomprehensible gear. And Wheaton and I looked at each other and we looked at my dog, Joe Willie, who was with us. And we just kind of knew right then that we had come to the wrong party. We were underdressed for this party. Why didn't someone post a dress code somewhere? We must have been thinking of a different, smaller rock down the highway that we could try to climb with equal ignorance, but perhaps a firmer sense of safety. I held up my hand to notice a spritz of rain. Is, Is that rain? And we declined our ascent, saying, go ahead, you guys play through. Right move at the time, and we did try another climb out of Wheaton's climbing guide that gloomy day. I have always regretted that we never made it up this gorgeous challenge. We were inexperienced. And without the proper gear or training, we were eager, but we just didn't have the know-how. In other words, perfect as students to someone knowledgeable who could train us. Unfortunately, we never found that person. Fast forward some decades now to a sunny afternoon. I'm driving down the gorge and I drive by this column of basalt once again on my way to my new shop and I was ready to nod and pay my respects to the rock that bested me so many years ago. But I... Instead, I almost slam on my brakes, because there, standing on top of this rock, 150 feet up, all by his lonesome, in triumphant view of the rest of the gorge, is a solitary climber. I couldn't believe it. I'd never seen anyone on top, and I was thrilled. I gotta tell you, I was thrilled. I started pounding on my horn. The other drivers around me must have thought I was seeing things. I couldn't turn around to see if the climber had acknowledged me, but I was so proud of his feet thrilled to witness it, however briefly. Someone could do it. Not me. I wasn't able to, but someone could do it. That rock was bigger than me, and that doesn't bother me a bit. Wheaton and I tried, and we wisely chickened out because we weren't ready. It's not even considered a dangerous pitch since there's several ways up, and but we couldn't do it, and I'm all right with that. I have my limitations. Ask my friends. They'll tell you about them. But seeing someone on top of that rock was just a thrill for me it did make me wonder a bit about how it felt. Triumphant? Satisfied? Or let down by one's ambition? This is it? This is all I feel? What's next? What's the next challenge? What's the next rock? In some ways, I feel this when I build a piece. It feels so darn good to get a project finished. But the sense of accomplishment fades quickly as I consider what's next. Is the sense of accomplishment enough in the moment? I think not. I think it probably doesn't come up to our anticipation of it. But later on, that's when we might say, yep. I did that. And I know that if I had made it up that rock that day and drove by it now, I'd be able to nod at it in a different fashion. No question about that. Instead, I turned to woodworking and became accomplished at that. And I can carry that around with me and know that I can walk into anyone's shop with the skills that I have in my hands and my my eyes. And I can go to work. And I can go to work on a project and go to work on myself at the bench. So I started this mastery program some 20 years ago. Started teaching. I had three students the very first year. And back then I would have them come to my shop one week and I'd go to their shop the next and see them work and help them out. And For some, help set up their shop. Anyway, that's where it started. And the curriculum was set at that point. And I've made some adjustments to it over time. We still build nine pieces over the course of the program, including a small box called a sushi box, a hand-cut dovetailed box, chair, standing cabinet, table with a drawer, and finally a signature piece. But the biggest adjustment to the program is that it's now gone all online, and that happened when COVID hit. We just finished our classes, I have one more week, uh, with uh, a second-year group. I have two groups that will graduate, do their final signature piece, and we'll see those in July. And then we start again. It's such an interesting program for me because it involves at first some some very basic stuff so I make sure that people know how how to work on their machinery safely and how to mill up lumber correctly and how to deal with wood and wood movement and many issues that people think they know or don't know and wonder why their board's cup when they set it on the garage floor. Things like that, that I want to make sure people have a real strong base of information. But we move on from there, hand-cut dovetails and we chop a mortise by hand, and then we get into routers and how to cut mortise and tenon joints that way. And... But all along, hand-in-hand with the techniques that we're learning, are chats about design, and this is what's so much fun about the program. The ability to to talk and discuss and, you know, disagree on what constitutes great design is so much fun. And, And I have found that the online program gives us even more opportunity for this. There's less time spent working with me because all I can do is see you through your camera and most people don't have a GoPro on their forehead so I can really see what they're doing. But our chance to talk about design has increased exponentially and it's so much fun. It has been so much fun to grab a piece out of the uh, Metropolitan Museum of Art collection and then talk about it and break it down. What do you think makes it a good piece? Uh, These kinds of examinations of work really helps as you learn to design. And that's one of the goals of the online mastery program. Learning techniques is one. And the second is to learn how to design your own work because that's a bunch of fun. And, you know, I know it's fine to build projects from plans, but it's not the same when you can say, I designed this. Now. The idea of originality is one we talk about, and I consider design to be a reverent kind of theft because most of us are not born with these skills when we open our eyes. We have to learn, and we learn by seeing, and we see things and we appropriate things, and that's very natural. It's a very natural process. And so one of my design chats uh, is called A Strategy for Design, and we go into this idea of gathering information. I think it's so important for a designer to be out there looking, It's just like a musician. I wish I were a musician, but I'm not. A musician goes out and listens to players and lots of different players playing lots of different things and says, oh, look how he handled that. or Look what she did there with that little run right there. Um, it's so fascinating to see how people handle certain situations. I, I know for myself, um, and I took a class about a month ago, I enjoy taking class. I enjoy taking class for two reasons. I'm going to learn something new, I hope, and I get to watch the teacher. And that is fascinating to me. That is, that is gold to me to watch how someone handles themselves. There's so much to learn this is one of the things about about guilds and groups saying okay yeah well our members so and so did this project and he's going to teach there's so much to learn about teaching and and that is what's really fun about uh, taking other classes and going oh okay i had a a group coming in and using the studio space for a while um, that they were all about tiny houses and this one author came in and um she warmed up the crowd herself by running back and forth across the uh, across the group, clapping her hands and getting everyone pumped up. It was so interesting to see. I couldn't do that. That's not my approach, but it really worked for her. It was very interesting to watch. Anyway, the teaching aspects changed a little bit since they're you know on video. Uh, we're doing things on Zoom, but still, there's there's a lot you can do. And I've, I've been learning about that and expanding my teaching jobs. So I urge you to check out our online mastery program page. Look at the gallery, please. There's some some great work up there. And you can really see the progression that people make over the, what do we have, six terms. This last group did it in 18 months. Usually it takes two years. But yeah, there's quite a progression in design belief. It's a good word. A belief in, in your own ability to to design things. I just heard from, uh, from a student, Jim, who said, look, I had this Brugowski moment when I looked at this piece and I said, what if I tried this on it? And then it became something completely different and he added some, some details. And there's still some, some room to, to go with that idea, but he's getting it. And that is great to see. He is getting it. Now I'm going to read for you from a a note I just got from one of my graduating students. We had, we had just done a design chat and about good design. What was good design? Pick a piece, defend it. And uh, he brought in a, an image of a picnic table, which just <laughs> set, me, set me going. It was so much fun. Here's what he wrote to me. Thank you, Gary, for sharing your knowledge and experiences. The learning of the past 18 months has been very high. Perhaps the three areas I've benefited the most are concept and design. Visioning skills, modeling, prototypes, the practice of design, and then having to build. All have resulted in considerable improvement in my ability to design for aesthetics and buildability. Tool skill. I still need practice, but I think nothing of doing dovetails and mortises now. My chisel work and sharpening practices are 100-fold improved. Power tool proficiency is way up. And lastly, shop techniques. I am now so much better equipped to set up for cuts, glue-ups, and other assembly work. So much better at problem solving, thinking the build process through and optimizing steps. I'm most pleased with the program. It's worked out well. Perhaps some of the value, more hidden than overt, is that over the period of numerous pieces, I'm developing a style and finding my own true lane in the shop. Thanks for delivering the most enjoyable, challenging, and practice learning experience. Anyway, that was Mike. And it really is uh, a journey, and I urge you to uh, consider it. If you're interested, please uh, drop me a note, and I will send you a prospectus. There's a great, great deal of information there you can get. We will start in October for this uh, new first-year group. I have a second-year group uh, starting again in October, and, and enough students out of my t- two second-year groups have approached me and I'm thinking about a sort of a graduate program, which is very new. Uh, I've thought about it over the years, but I think we can pull it off. And that is to um, have a third-year program running for not just those online students, but all of my uh, past Mastery graduates to join me for a year of, of study and and talk about design and build some, some work as well. So I think that's got real possibilities of continuing on with this. It's been a great program. That's all I can say. It's been a great program for me. I'm excited and and honored to be able to continue to teach and at this level continue to help folks, inspire folks, and train them in proper techniques and give me the opportunity to, I can't think of a better way to put it, play around with ideas with them. It's such a gift to me. Uh, to be able to uh, think about this stuff. Anyway, thank you one and all. Check out the website, NorthwestWoodworking.com. The online mastery program has its own page, so please check that out. Drop me a note if you're interested. It's a fun, fun program. And perhaps just like rock climbing in some respects, planning and getting your gear together and getting your courage up, but while I regret not having climbed that mountain, I have never regretted becoming a furniture maker and, and learning the skills that I have. So I hope you'll consider it and join me. And if you're interested in seeing how an online class works, please consider signing up for our next Build Along session starting July 16th, uh, Saturday. We'll be running Saturday mornings for eight weeks. Of class and QA, and class and QA, we alternate weeks. So people have a chance uh, to uh, build a project, design and build a project. We're going to do some design work here. It'll be fun. Please consider it. Support the podcast on coffee.com. Love to hear your comments. Enjoy summer. It's a long, cold, lonely winter, right? <laughs> it was like winter lasted a long time. Take care of yourselves. Thank you very much. Bye bye you.